Ready? Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast, episode 19-4. We are your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernil. Every week we hang out and listen to great video game music of all consoles and all generations. And from what we've recently learned, we are the old generation. <laughs> We're talking Pepsi before they changed the logo. We're talking Coke when it still was unsanitary. Generation next. That's us. <laughs> so like if you want to like if if you need the hip new news, if you want to if you want a podcast that's going to get political like if you want a podcast that talks about what it's like to walk up and down snowy covered hills while eating M&Ms and drinking flat sodas, we're not that show because no. we're still freaking awesome. No, and if you want an awesome, awesome podcast with a bunch of comedians getting drunk and getting high. That's also the, not this show. Also not this show. We're drinking tea. <laughs> Rob's got Pomplamoose. Pomplamoose, Pomplamoose LaCroix. The um, most the most pretentious flavor of the beverage. <laughs> You're like the most pretentious flavor. It really is. Uh, it's grapefruit. They call it Pomplamoose. Quiet you. <laughs> <laughs> I still like the stuff. I just like teas about that specific name. Mm. <laughs> That's good. As I, as I take that opportunity to drink. Anyway, um, yeah. So every every um, every month we do a. A special episode that is live streamed for our Patreon subscribers. So if you would like to support our show, it's um, patreon.com slash rhythmandpixels. It's all one word. And um, there you get access to these shows. And so you can hang out in the chat and you can joke with us. Usually we spend about 10, 15, sometimes 30 <laughs> minutes uh, before the show um, you know, answering questions and joking. and Just being goofy. Telling stories, you know, just kind of catching up. Um, Sometimes, sometimes we haven't seen each other over the course of a week, but or, or in this case, sometimes we're just hanging out anyway, and you come over for dinner. And that is true. I, mean, I did come over last Friday, but prior to that, we hadn't hung out in like almost two weeks. Yeah, because it was the um, because of the live show. The we did the live show that Saturday, and I have to say, I was really pleasantly surprised with how the record came out. The quality was really good. Um, it was a really good time. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, 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 that odd random Disney conversation. I was a very pleased with that just happened. I know. I forgot about that. Um, and we had some 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 special guests from other podcasts come up on the show and play some games with us. I have a game for you tonight, Pernell, So, And the stream can play along, too. I hope you like it. I really hope it's Mega Man X9. It's not out yet, but you could surprise me. <laughs> it's going to be Mega Man X9, Pernell. It's just for you. <laughs> I've been working on it. Oh, boy. Um, I'm so glad. But also, the um, streamed episodes, we also focus on... Um, listener chose listener chose music for now. Uh, music chosen by the listeners. <laughs> Is, did that come out right? Sounds like you're the one who needs the caffeinated soda or beverage. No, but yes, it no, did. It's all right. I can. I can. I'll get there. But, I'll, I'll totally get there. But let's do a quick catch up because again, the last episode was a live recording, so we didn't talk about normal stuff like we typically do at the yeah, top of a show. Okay. All right. Tell me, what have you been playing this week? Like what, or, or what one or two games have stuck out to you? Because I know you play a lot of games. I actually have one of them here that I may end up playing during the show because I've become obsessed with it. That's called Forager. 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 It is pretty much like the best click game that has ever come out. Because it's a clicking game, but it feels like an actual game. Oh, like, cl- uh, so a clicker game is is where you like you you just you just you're just look getting progress. But typically, it's you're just, watching you can, progress bars go right. Yeah, a lot of progress bars. But in this case, it's a game. Like think like Harvest Moon or like mm-hmm. Stardew Valley. 
where you're just constantly doing things to get your machine running, to get money, to mm-hmm. buy land, to get trees, to build things, and you're just constantly doing it. And it feels really good to do, man. Like, really good to do. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. All right. What, like, else, what else was that? That's on the Switch? And I have it on the Switch, but I think it's on Steam and a couple other consoles mm. as well. So what else have you got going on? Of course, Bloodstained, though. I've been real slow about it. I, know, I never got a chance to actually play it. The, um, the night I was going to download and play it, uh, my cat knocked over my router, unplugged the thing, and actually set my router back to factory. Oh. And then I spent the evening trying to set it back up again because what I have in my office is a little it's a little funky. And this week's been really nice, too. Like, I'm doing a review of Wolfenstein. That's I'm putting it out next oh, week. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I ended up getting uh, two codes for it. And Matt, show fan, and our mutual friend Matt, mm-hmm. he and I are doing co-op on it. Nice. And I haven't done co-op in a game in a bit. So it's been like a nice return to form of us yelling at you, like, what are you doing? Get out of them! And of course the it's Matt. The missiles are hitting you! Of course it's Matt, so it's like the best, yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a friggin' blast, man. We're getting we're getting rocked in this game. Oh, like, man. I'm preemptively buying perks, like, I knew you were gonna die over there and I wouldn't be able to reach you, but I bought a perk so I can reach you from afar. Like, get over here, you like, fool. I spent all my in-game money to help you. Just you. to save your butt. That's right. <laughs> it's like straight out of an action movie. That's funny. Um, so per usual, I don't think I've really played anything this past week. You played Final Fantasy Ten some more. Okay, I did. <laughs> I did. Um, I was out. I was out at the beach on Friday, and I got way too much sun. And I was feeling kind of sick, so so I turned on Final Fantasy Ten, and I played that a whole bunch. Really? You could. I think. I feel like I. I wanted you to agree to this right now. <laughs> if we can get a consensus, as in like multiple listeners. Chiming in together to come up with a solid game for you to play. Like, oh. actually jump on it I, and dig in. Mm-hmm. Would you do it? Yes. All right. I got to tell you, a lot of it's just the money. Oh, I totally understand. I, but hate, here's the th- I hate spending money. I am. And I get it. And it's funny. <laughs> I have. I, I still feel like I'm at the point where I'm like, look, I just yeah. we need to band together. Come up with a game for Rob to play. I'm s- if he won't buy it, he says, well, right. I'll buy the darn thing. I'm hyped for Bloodstained. I'm telling you that. I'm super hyped for Bloodstained. All right, I really ready? am. That game looks so neat. It looks looks pretty. It looks like it plays great. Now, everyone but I, but everyone I know, who's talked about it has loved it. But so here's far, the right? thing. I know you. It may well need to be a game that not only you think looks good, but it has to be a good game that Christy would enjoy watching you play, too. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. there needs to be a bit of refinement. Something here. where it's like, um, are we going to watch a movie? Are we going to find a movie to watch? Or are we going to play through a game together that we can both enjoy together? Exactly. Which is why I think maybe Persona Five is that. But here's the thing: you know, if, you know, if everyone agrees, you say, that'll be your game. I know I, that's true, but they don't know Christy. You do. I do. So you're playing to both of our tastes. That is true. Now, I would say the potential is definitely there. She just would have to be. Have to, the question becomes that she'd be cool with like the story in between dungeon stuff. Yes, but I gotta tell you, we have both of us now have realized we have such a low threshold for BS anime dialogue that yeah. lasts forever. That's a challenge then, because there's a there's a there's a bit of that. And and I'm not trying to knock it. These I'm sure like like it's just not for us. Like <laughs> it's just, I'm not trying to like. I'm not trying to, to poo-poo on, on games like that in anime games. It's just, just it's just not for me. Oh, I totally understand. It's just not for me. And then admittedly, I almost want to recommend it now because I want to see how you'd compare it to Final Fantasy X's dialogue. Because many would call that anime dialogue. It's just it, you happen it, to like it. It is, but it's paced. It's paced a bit faster. We should just call this episode, Purnell, he's going to get Rob to play a different game. Live. 
<laughs> That's the episode now. I know. I'm already feeling guilt about. It. I haven't. I haven't picked up uh, DDR in a week. Oh, I love Soulless. Rob, please play Persona Five already. Royals going to be out next year. Uh, oh, Royals out next don't year. Don't you wait for Royal? I'll wait for Royal. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You'll play basic. You'll love it. It'll be fine. I ain't. I ain't basic. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And drinking Bopla Moose. No, this is this is this is refined. This is I think refined Bopla Moose would make it even worse. This is the upper... If it was if it was a polished grapefruit that was infused with All right. We're we're running late on this opening, but I have to ask. If you tried um uh, Ravenclaw? No. Uh the 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 sparkling Some other Harry Potter house. I know right? that's what it is. Um, do claw, the, 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 oh, White Claw. White Claw, the, the sparkling beverage. I've had it for free. The, I'll never in my life pay money for it, ever. Well, I had it at the beach, and on a hot day, it's pretty amazing. But for the amount of alcohol that's in it, and for that, for as much as it does not taste like alcohol, it is terrifying. It's, it's the thing, it's like, all right, if I want, this is a weird topic for the show, but I'm going to bring it on So, I'm buying a beverage that's got alcohol in it. Yes. I want to feel like I'm drinking an alcoholic beverage. I want to drink a beer. I want to drink a whiskey sour. It's the same rum thing. And Coke, all I, that stuff. I would say it's the same thing as like the caffeinated beverages. You want to make you like, oh, I'm drinking a coffee. Or yes. I'm drinking a. a I want to know I'm drinking a monster, something. Monster, like right? That. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you drink. What is the purpose of buying alcoholic water? It's, <laughs> it's like the friend of mine who tells me all the time, and he listens to the show, Anthony, if you're listening, he doesn't like the taste of water. So it's like, okay, guy, we hear you loud and clear. So we we made the ultimate beverage, a liquid infused with water. Well, That's the first joke. Liquid infused with water, but it's not water. <laughs> it's something else. So you'll drink it. It's like, it's the way I get water into my body without actually drinking water. Like, no. We've finally made water taste like Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's called, we took water and put some sugar. And we call it gamer water. <laughs> water. Come water. Okay, so... Um, this is an even number episode, I believe. So I'm going to start us off, and I'm going to pick a track from Cameron Warma, who at the last minute snuck this track in. This is from Battletoads for the Sega Genesis, which is a soundtrack I haven't explored, um, and it is also composed by David Wise, such as the Nintendo version. And the track is called Surf City from the game Battletoads, chosen by Cameron Warma. This is Surf City from Battletoads for the Sega Genesis, composed by David Wise. And this is picked by Cameron Worma. And Cameron Worma would like to say, hey, guys. I wanted to start. I was about to say, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure like, you had more to say than that. Oh, I thought it would be really funny to do that. 
I wanted to start making more of an effort to win people over to this OST. I've done some minor evangelizing over the years, but people still seem reluctant to give it a shot. The Genesis version of the Battletoads OST is worlds better than the NES. It has hard-hitting percussion that actually drives the tracks, rather than the vaguely scratchy-sounding flicks of the noise channel, glorious synth tones, and all-around more energizing feel. This is the definitive version, in my opinion, and it's just fantastic. Genesis, it's just a fantastic Genesis soundtrack. I think this track in particular is a great example, so enjoy it. All caps, enjoy it. Or else. <laughs> well, fun fact. I am enjoying this yeah. a lot. I am quite a fan. Like, I am not a fan of the game, and it, and specifically Surf City and the Darn Turbo Tunnel. Those are both traumatizing stages. So to hear this track be the one you submitted and be this good, I am flabbergasted. Yeah. It is a very good tune. This, this part right here is really good on the NES. But like on this, it sounds amazing, and then it breaks into this. Um, it, the, the 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 B section or C section right after this. It, it changes the instrumentation, and they and they wouldn't be able to do that on the NES. It's really good. I mean, it's really clever. Like, it's not doing anything super um, amazing or different with it with the FM synthesis on the Genesis. It's just doing it really well and really cleanly. So, Cameron, I w- you won me over. I'm going to be listening to the rest of this at work tomorrow. But then, the, uh, then of course, then you're going to try to play Battletoads, and then you're going to curse this OST. I'm going to be playing Battletoads at work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't come in today. I'm playing Battletoads. I mean, I'm sick. They're the same thing. <laughs> I'm sick of Battletoads. <laughs> I like Battletoads. I know a lot of people do. I also I get I'm in the minority in that regard. It just, it's, 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 it's glitchy. It's buggy. It, it has some creative level design. I'll give it that. It does. And, it's, and the music is good. I'll give it oh, that. So, the music is great. And I'll even admit that I think the general characters in the game are good. It's just the Battletoads game itself bugs me. Like, what I would like to see happen, you know how Rare recently announced the Battletoads are coming back on Xbox? In Pog form? I would have liked to have seen them <laughs> redo Battletoads, the original game, in its, in its actual state, like the same levels, but with today's technology and the ability to get all the glitchiness out. Like, imagine a high-res, competent, <laughs> turbo tunnel, snake pit, yeah, I grappling hook stage. Beat beat 'em ups have been making a comeback. Yeah, like... Like, they could have done that. There's a lot of them, a lot of them coming back, and, and there's going to be a theme of beat 'em ups later today on the show. Oh, I'm um, actually um, with, with Cameron Childs. I'm working on a, a beat 'em up game with him, or maybe like some smaller mini games. But um, I've been doing a lot more programming lately, and I've been feeling really pleased about it. I just want to get a voice in it. That's all I ask. Oh yeah, no, no, you're you're gonna be you're gonna do all the voices. All right, trying to work on all my different yeah. voiceovers. No, I have, I have, I have. No, you don't have to. I have enough recordings of your voice now to oh, make mercy. you say anything that's scary actually <laughs> i hereby side over all of my game collection all of it which speaking of game collection i actually typed up Ooh. a list of every board game i own and i finally completed it recently it's disturbing hmm. but it's a large list well you're listing a lot of these expansions right but that counts they all cost money I certainly do i don't see the msrp on here is that just too depressing? Yes. Also, I get games from different prices. Some of these I've never heard of people. Brew in USA? That's right. I find I'm a connoisseur of the video and board. <laughs> Which, for the record, we are doing an episode in the near future. Oh, man. We've so many of these I want to play. Yeah, Ex Libris I want to play. Um, 
We're going to do music that you would play board games to. Heart of Crown was really good. Mm-hmm. How to Serve Man was an okay. Let's not go nuts. We'll save these for when we talk about oh the episode. Oh my goodness. All right. Anyway, yeah. There's, well, it's just like, I like I like board games. All right. Let's turn this track over to Purnell. Purnell, what do you want to go first with? I'm just loving this chat. We're all discussing our favorite wines and beverages. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm going to start with a track that came as a surprise because, in fact, I don't even think it was really a suggestion, a submission for the show. It was just a track to be shared. But she's a patron. And she shared it in a place where I could get it. So I took it. So it's a track from a game called A Short Hike, which I only heard of when she submitted this track. Yeah, I never heard of it. And I looked it up, and it looks really cool. It does, it right? Looks, yeah, it looks so pretty. And the track title is called Somewhere in the Woods, and it's composed by Mark Sparling.
Welcome back. You're listening to Somewhere in the Woods from a game called A Short Hike by and composed by Mark Sparling. It's submitted by patron Jupiter Jazz. Oh, man, what a great pick. While this song was playing, I mean, we were just chatting and everything, but like everyone, every, all of the Patreon members in the chat room were like, this track is so good. It's so chill. It's, it's a, this is a jam. Like, I... I was rocking this at work. I love the um, I love the guitar in the beginning, but then I love that there's like a little um, like synthesizer like lead that's got these little pitch bends in it, but they're so they're like kind of subtle. They they blend in with the piano. Oh, it's it's amazing. But, and honestly, I looked up the game, and I'm probably going to try to grab it because it's apparently not expensive, very short, mm-hmm. and in addition, like I said, it lo- we both agree. We look, it looks it's really nice, super colorful. Like it looks, it looks 3D, like it's built in 3D, but um, it's got some kind of filter, or it's built in with voxels that it looks like, like pixely, like old school pixely. But it's a, definitely a 3D world. You're a bird going on a hike, and you're just hiking through the woods, and you're, you're visiting little people and villages, and you're going through the mountains, and you're just a cool bird. I like it. I like the look of it. I like the concept of it. I want to experience it, and if I got, you know, I can fit it into my crazy mm-hmm. schedule of games, I will do it, and you know I'll do it. When, when was the last time you you took a hike or took a walk out in the in nature? Believe it or not, at the board game conference because it was up in the mountains. Yeah, tell me about that. Tell, so, me, tell, me, tell me about like like uh, when you were outside of the board game conference. So when I wasn't at the board game conference, I have a penchant for just wanting to explore my surroundings. I'm a weird guy like that, like this, be a part of, of nature. Though, at the same time, I also have my typical, let's just call it, black fears of being out in the woods at night in an area that I'm not familiar with and having a guy with a machete come after me. In, you know, the normal stuff. In, pen, in, the, in the mountains of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. Scary place sometimes. So, I was, I mean, I couldn't get fully relaxed or immersed, but I still took my time and went for a nice solid walk and just kind of take the environment in. it's the air just feels better up there even oh my god yeah it's, totally and like at one point and we don't, we don't, we don't live like I, in a, we don't live like in a big city but when you get out there it's it makes a big difference it really it does, really does yeah. and i'm that oddball who mm-hmm. of all my friends that were up there were like they're all like rushing to get to their different game tournaments and things of that nature and my fool self went out grabbed a chair and set it up on the balcony and just stared at the trees for like an hour <laughs> just just took it all in, like just where I was at and the fact that there was no noise around me. I could sit there and hear nothing oh, but that. trees, wind blowing, birds having arguments. You know, <laughs> I love the birds having arguments. It's just I was having a great time. I loved it. I feel like for all the stuff, all the things we have, mm-hmm. all the toys and games and TV and music, and mm-hmm. food, all that, sometimes it's just about going away from everything. And just recommuting with nature and just feeling feeling that sense of life again. Like just knowing, you know, yes. sometimes it's not about stuff. It's about just being. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting really back into distance running because I'm doing a race. But it's only it's it's a shorter distance than I've done in the past. But I'm, I'm going further anyway just because it's the summertime. And I, I just I really like being outside. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we work in offices and then we have hobbies that are indoors. So... I don't always take the time to go outside and do that, um, and I really appreciate that. So last, um, so last week, yeah, last week, uh, my sister was down from Pittsburgh, and she she came to visit with her boyfriend at the beach. Stood down the beaches down here, on the uh, it's called the Broadkill River. Okay, uh, outside of Milton, yes, or it's in Milton, and we just we got we rented kayaks and we just got on the water and 
it was just beautiful. It was a beautiful day. Um, the water was kind of gross, <laughs> but, but it was it was really really pretty. There, um, have you ever seen uh, the blue heron birds around here? Yeah. Like they're enormous with huge wingspans. I'm not sure if I've seen blue hairs or I probably have, but I didn't know that's what they were called. But I have seen like birds that I would not have expected to have seen hanging out near water near my house, actually. Yeah, the, around there and around the um, the Brandywine River, um, I've seen them, like, but only really early in the morning because they get spooked really easily. Mm-hmm. But down there, they don't care about people. They just hang out. And I saw at least five of them. Because as we would swim by, as we would kayak by... Watch them playing poker. No, we could see the fish. We were, we were spooking the fish away from us uh-huh. towards the towards the blue heron. Oh, and the were... blue heron was just going, poop, popping down, picking up some fish. So they were enjoying the assist. Yeah, it was amazing. It was so cool. And um, and a lot of turtles. A lot of like little box turtles were like hanging out and sunning themselves. And like they would just like see us like float by. And they're like, hey, buddy. And I'm Hello. like... And every time we walked by, my sister would be like, hey, turtle. <laughs> Party turtles. So much fun. Oh, and then um, and then we got lunch, and then we went to um, uh, Lewis Beach, which I've never been to, and that is the chillest beach because there's like no parking, and also no vendors. There's no vendors. There's no, no boardwalk. boardwalk. So it's just a super narrow beach with hardly anybody on it, and like almost no waves because it's like on a cove, and it was just like, oh my god, we got this whole place to ourselves, and it's a Friday. Just relax in the oh, sand. I've never done that before. It was just. It felt, it felt like I was on a resort. This song sounds like a resort. Yeah, well, you are up in the mountains. Oh, okay. So this, a bird. This part right here. Hear that? The I think that's a straw. Like a drinking straw? Yeah, like a drinking straw. You never like, like you push like a straw in and out of a cup. Oh, all right, it makes the sounds. <laughs> if it is, I gotta say they they, they went quite a ways on I, that. I guess I'm really I'm really proud of that. That sound I just made. Yeah. <laughs> Rob's like best accomplishment of 2019. I configured an office rum networking system and I made a straw like sound uh, with my mouth. No, today was stressful. My firewall pooped out on me today and the whole network went down. But then you changed his diaper. Uh, yes. I changed the firewall diaper. There you go. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go with, uh, I keep thinking it's my, my track because this is something I would absolutely want to pick. So I'm going to pick from a new patron, but an old friend of ours. Oh. And an old friend of yours. Much oh. older friend of yours. Um, this is from Mike Myers. Oh. And I picked from the game. You didn't pick from this one. Racing Lagoon. You did. I did. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he chose a game. Uh, he chose a song from the game Racing Lagoon, which I never heard of. It's on the PlayStation. It was distributed or um, produced by Squaresoft. Okay. I like the sound of where this is going. Yes. Uh, it's composed by Noriko Matsueda, Takehiro Iguchi, and this track is called Base Point. And it was chosen by Mike Myers.
listening to Base Point from the game Racing Lagoon for the Sony PlayStation, composed by Nariko Matsueda, Takahito Iguchi, and it was chosen by Patreon subscriber and all-around cool guy, Mike Myers. Hey, this is a great track, actually. Yeah, this is a really cool track. And I think it's interesting that, I guess I didn't know that Racing Lagoon was a game. When he first submitted it, my first thought was maybe he meant Bahamut Lagoon. But <laughs> knowing him, I was like, he wouldn't get the names mixed up. He knows his stuff. Yeah, I was expecting like a like a, like a wave race kind of thing or like a boat racing. But it, no, it's cars. So I don't know. Um, it does have a kind of a car racer. This is I mean, this is super cool. I feel like this would be more of a menu theme, though. Than could, a it could be. Theme. It could be. But it's just base point. So maybe it's like... Um, um, like, like racing stats at the end of a race. But, That's possible. But this is a good opportunity for a quiz. Pernell, are you prepared for a super awesome quiz? Maybe. I haven't decided. I got some fun stuff set up for you. Is it about Fire Emblem? Because they're all talking about Fire Emblem. By the way, Edelgard, the red lady, she's my captain. It is not about that. It's about beat-em-ups, Pernell, because everything's about beat-em-ups. Well, the world is a big beat-em-up. Wait, no, it's not. That'd be horrible, actually. No, maybe not. You, if you get hungry, you just knock over a steel drum. But then there'd be a steel drum shortage. Okay, so the game is, is this a real Is this a real Streets of Rage enemy? What, is a photo involved? No. <laughs> it's not visual. I just made some visuals for the chat. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you... I'm gonna give you the name of an enemy. Okay. It could be a it could be a regular enemy or a boss. Okay. From any of the three Streets of Rage titles. Specifically Streets of Rage. One, two, or three. Okay. I got this in the bag. Yeah. There's not many of them. I mean, there's enough of them, but it's not like a huge amount. Okay. Okay. And I'm gonna have a little uh, snippet from like their wiki page about who they are and what they do. And you gotta tell me if they're real or fake. Okay. okay there's time Wait, to... so that mean you're telling me you come up with fake wiki entries? That's the best part of this game, Pernod. Oh my god. That is the best part of this game. Okay, so is this a real Streets of Rage enemy? Okay. First one. Big Ben. He's a baseball player of massive girth from Streets of Rage 2 and Streets of Rage 3. Well, that almost gives it away, but yeah, he is from Streets of Rage 2. He does the... <laughs> and he blows fire, and if you try to backdrop him, he'll crush you and do damage to you. All right. I hope someone's keeping track of the score, because Pernell, you just got one. I try. Right. It's big Ben! It's friggin' Big Ben! If I missed that, I'd have been depressed. Okay, the next one. Our Bear. He's a boxing boss from Streets of Rage 2. Yeah, I actually make fun of him sometimes. He's like, hop, 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 pow! That's his thing when he does his combo. He is real. Oh, I know. <laughs> Very good. Our bear, the boxing boss from Streets of Rage 2. Grizzly, a tough regular enemy in the late stages of Streets of Rage 3. All right, Streets of Rage 3 is one of my weaker games. Uh, there's, there's, there's actually more enemies in Streets of Rage 3. I'm going to go with false just because I don't want to take a shot in the dark on that. It's fake. Yeah, buddy. You're right. You ain't fighting bears in the streets of rage, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Abadidi. Yep. Recurring enemy wrestler from Streets of Rage 1 and Streets of Rage 2. I love how not only did you choose the names, but I have like jokey references to all of them. So Streets of Rage 2, Blaze's over an A attack is when she does her that kind of Kikosho type attack. Mm -hmm. And I used to go, Abadidi! Abadidi! <laughs> That's like I used to make like she was saying that when she did the attack. All right. Guarda. 
a regular syndicate hoodlum with low life that's in Streets of Rage 2 and Streets of Rage 3. I feel like this is a trick question because I feel like that is a name, but I feel like it's a modified name that actually exists. Like Garcia or something. I'm gonna go with false. Fake. Bam! You are correct. You are. I'm on fire here, You're going boy. For it. You're going far. Perfect. We'll see. Aiden. Jay Power, a fast jumper from Streets of Rage 2. Watch out for his kicks. Jay Power. Jay Power, a fast jumper from Streets of Rage 2. There's a lot of kicking. I want to say false, but I'm going to go with true. It's fake. I should have stuck with my gut. <laughs> Something like I'm trying to prove like I don't remember a Jay Power. In fact, at first I thought you were kind of punning me with that jerk that slides who's just Jay. Oh, uh, I love it. I'm just happy I got you with one. I'm mad now. I could have been. That should have been a perfect score. Was that the last one? No, there's ten of them. Oh, okay. Right, so the next one is Barbon. Okay, yeah, yeah the disgruntled going. barman from Streets of Rage 2, an adept kicker. Yes, he is 100 percent true. Real. He's a real deal. He's the real deal, Barbon. I love how Chris Murray got Jay Powers fake, but I couldn't get it. <laughs> good it. And they're on delay, so it's like. <laughs> That's why I noticed, because it shows up on the screen here, and he's like, fake. I'm like, crap. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready? So did Christopher Shenstrom. Oh, my God. They know, they know it. All right. Tax man. A knife-throwing <laughs> and <laughs> Hangs out in arcades. And he has to be false, because if he's real, that's amazing. <laughs> that would be the best enemy ever. It's just a guy with a calculator. <laughs> I just thought like Taxman sounds like a Streets of Rage fighter, right? <laughs> Taxman! Taxman. As you're punching a guy, like you look up and it's like, who am I fighting? Taxman. <laughs> the funny thing is, if you, he'd be a good enemy on the game where if you leave him out longer and you beat up other enemies, he's just calculating how much he's getting out of their pockets. And if you beat him less, he's worth more money. I like that. He's like the, um, or he's like the calculator from Final Fantasy Tactics. But yeah. worse. <laughs> <laughs> He's here to get paid. All right. Um, here we go. We got a couple more. Uh, the health, the health, <coughs> the helots, the Streets of Rage 2 mini boss in the amusement park horror house. I'll go with true on that because they had weird names. Real. Yeah, because it was those weird alien eggs. Yeah. I kind of was like, yeah, I kind of give it to you, but it's just a weird name. I like the name, but I was like, that's no way that's false. Yeah. Also, that description was too accurate to the real thing in the yeah, game, too. Yeah, then I was like, ah, I wanted to leave that in also, because it was, it was pretty cool. All right, here we go. Uh, Corona, a common female enemy from Streets of Rage 1 with a considerable amount of health. Pickle butter. <laughs> Streets of Rage 1 is another weak one for me. Mm. No one plays that anymore. I know, but there was like... There were a couple female enemies. I get, you know what? I Streets of Rage 1, though? Yeah, I get them confused with... um. I get the enemies confused with Final Fight often. Because the elect, because the ones that the most iconic female enemies in the games are the Electras, the ones that use the electric whips. They're jerks. Ah, I don't want to hold this quiz up forever, so I'm going to go with yeah, da, 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 real maybe. Ooh, fake pickles. <laughs> I should have stuck with my gut. Yes, Corona. All right, that's it. So I missed two of them, and yeah. they were both jerks. Eighty percent Pernell. Eighty percent. I'm so upset. All right, so, Pernell, what is your next track? All right. Well, let me go with the track that I know I meant to write down but did not for some odd reason. And that is 
a track that was submitted by listener Solus Sanctuary from mm-hmm. a game that I also have quite a fondness for, mm-hmm. um, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, and it's the Zinnia battle theme. Though I do not remember the composer off the top of my head, so you'll have to fill that blank in when we come back after these messages. <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to Zinnia's Battle Theme from the game Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, composed by Shota Kagayama. Now, I will admit it's been a long freaking time that, so my memory of who Zinnia was by story is a little lost. For a second, I wanted to believe she was like a time traveler, but I'm pretty sure that's not correct. What I do remember about her, though, is that she shows up in the post game of Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. And she is deeply tied into you eventually getting Rayquaza and then gaining his mega form when she teaches it Dragon Ascent. Which is interesting in itself because she's like, come on, be a cool Pokemon for me. He's like, no. So once you get all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, I can go mega for you because you're the faceless and protagonist of the game. So of course you can get power. Whatever. Point is, she herself was a very cool and determined character. And I also like the fact that this is like the only game in the series where you also have to go into space and fight a Pokemon. That's like, awesome. And the in in the official the official soundtrack notes, the track was called um, like Bookkeeper or 
Lore keeper. Uh, lore, the, the lore keeper Zinnia. So, like, what's her deal? Is she like, a, is, she, is she a record keeper of all the Pokemon battles that happen? Nah, it was probably something more specific. Like, she's just like a dragon savant or something. Like, she loves dragons and the history of them. <laughs> something. We'll have to look it up a little bit later, most likely. But it's a fantastic game. Fun things about Pokemon: Ruby and Sapphire were likely my favorite ones in the series. For a number of reasons, one one first one being that they brought they were the first ones to be on full of color in life. Yeah, they were on the GBA <coughs> Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Advance. The first Game Boy Advance mm-hmm. ones. Um, I love the battle music. I they just mocked and joked about it a lot because they had every track had horns in it. Like <laughs> like it's almost like they just went to like a jazz bar and like yeah. just paid everybody to just do their best. And it's a shame, like on the Game Boy Advance, the the, the sound hardware kind of crunched up all the all the sounds, so the horns probably were really. Probably sounded like the kind of forced coming out of the, uh, the soundtrack. Yeah. yeah, it was a very weird sounding horn, but I love those horns. And to this day, even with the revised versions of the remix versions for this later 3DS remake, I still to this day prefer listening to the old Game Boy Advance horned versions of everything. I will play them to this day in my car, no qualms. But um. Yeah, I have always been a fan of this game. Also, some of my favorite Pokemon originated from this game, like Gardevoir and Ralts. Uh, Mawile was in this one originally. Oh my god, I love Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. Love this game so much. So, the, uh, so what, what makes it Omega Ruby? That was just their way of rebranding the same game again. Okay, it's not Sue. It's not Sapphire. It's Alpha Sapphire. That's what makes it different. Well, it's so funny. Like I didn't even like hear when this came out, and then I saw I started seeing it come up, like in the VGM like uh, Facebook groups and stuff. And I was like, Omega Ruby, okay. Yep, <laughs> I just, guess so. That's just their excuse for just like just pumping out the remastered sequel. Like original, the original Pokemon games were red and blue mm-hmm. in America anyway by name. So when they came out with their Game Boy Advance remakes, they called them Fire Red and Leaf Green. They're the same games, just they are updated for Game Boy Advance. You know, typical added components, like maybe like a new post game or something. Uh, but in the end, it's a nice excuse to revisit classic games on new hardware and see what could be done with them, how they could look. They did a good job with it too. And honestly, I love the post game of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire because they had that like a battle island, hmm. and it was like all these cool. You can get a bunch of new moves that turn your Pokemon by going to shops and spending PP or whatever. To yeah, BP. spend that PPs. Um, so the the, the, the post game is like after after you complete the story, right? You've got yeah, you beat the normal, you know, the typical Elite Four so and now champion. You're not, now you're just you're leveling up and you're you're exploring what your Pokemon can do and teaching them different tricks. Yeah, it's all about post. When you get to the post game in these games, it's usually like one little tiny story element, and then aside from that, it's usually like some form of battle tower or battle castle or battle no, picnic no, or I read battle some, DMV. I read somewhere they, but, they, they've gotten rid of like the normal Pokemon battles where you can just catch them normally, but then all the battles take place with against trainers. Unless something happened that I don't know, that's not true. You still do normal battles. Um, you fight Pokemon in the wild, and you do your stuff. The Pokemon Go game is just throwing Pokeballs right, randomly right. at them. From what I heard, or maybe they, they were talking about it, they were talking about removing that me- that game mechanic from like the core game series because it was more it was turning into like more busy work because the excitement was happening when you actually fight trainers. If they did do that. How do you feel about that? Mixed bag. So I will say that catching Pokemon, the traditional sense, can be annoying depending on what you're trying to catch because you have to get to that point. Sometimes it's like, okay, I'm level 72 and this Pokemon is level 20. 
I have to hit it with false swipe because otherwise every move I use is going to kill it. And then I got to throw a ball, yada, yada, yada. It gets old fast. I like coming across new Pokemon in the field, and I like trying to catch them, but I could do without battling them if I didn't have to because the battle was kind of just, man. It can be starts to get tedious, right? Yeah, they're tedious. Yeah. So I like the idea of fighting wild Pokemon for experience, though. Mm. So in that sense. Yeah, so if you're looking for a grind, like that's the way to go. Yeah, so yeah. like I would say if they got rid of, I would like them to keep wild Pokemon battles, but I would like it to be so that if you wanted to catch a wild Pokemon, you didn't have to go through the whole weaken it and then catch it component. Mm. <coughs> Streamline that part. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then also definitely put more focus on trainer battles, more double battles, more triple battles, because to me that's also the thing I like the most. I like double battles. Love double battles because they're more strategic. Yes. Yeah, there's more decisions to make, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it feels more like a board game. It, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm going to go with my last track. This one was this one was submitted to us from listener Stephen Miller, and this is from one of my favorite games of this year is Tetris Effect. And this is the uh, the first track in the called The Deeps, and the track is called Connected. I'm yours forever. Um, this was composed by Hydelic, which is Noburu Muto and Takako Ishida, featuring Kate Brady with vocals and lyrics. I'm yours forever. Uh, the credits, the credits theme version from the game Tetris Effect for the PlayStation 4, composed by Hydelic, uh, Noburu Muto, and Takako Ishida, featuring Kate Brady. And that was picked by Stephen Miller. So thank you. I, I, I picked that one because one, okay, one I already had it downloaded because I was listening to it. 
But two, it's it's a little bit diff. It's a lot different from the the track that plays during the stage, and the official soundtrack hasn't been released for the game because the music is modular in that you can play a stage longer or shorter. So certain certain sections of the music stretch out, and certain uh, the, depending on how you play the game, and it's still just Tetris. But depending on how you play the game, certain instruments drop in and out. And the sound effects of dropping the blocks drop in and out, and it, and it complements the music. So I think that has a lot to do with why the soundtrack hasn't been released yet. So there's only been a sampler CD, mm-hmm. and this track was on it, and it's it's the credits theme. It's beautiful. I just want this trend to extend to other puzzle games, to be honest with you, because we've had it for what Lumine, which is the originator of the whole music puzzle game, and then Tetris Effect. That's it. If I'm forgetting something, someone can let me know, but. I feel like that's would be almost hilarious to see him try to do it with Puyo Puyo because that game is so darn stressful. But Puyo Puyo, Magical Drop, <laughs> Wario's Woods musical version. <laughs> Wario's Woods. <laughs> like to see a musical um, Dr. Mario. Yeah. It could be all like hospital jingles. Hospital music. It's just like, yeah, it's at the waiting room. It's Dr. Mario waiting room edition. It would work though. People will be all about it. But anyway, I, I got—I had to play this one because, um, yeah, I feel like it's so emotional. I mean, you're playing—you're just playing Tetris, but it makes you like really like kind of sad and nostalgic. It's great. And then when she starts saying, "We're all connected. We're all connected," and you're dropping the blocks, and all the blocks are connected, you're like, "Yes, yes, they're all connected." And then they disappear. And then they disappear, <laughs> like all my family and friends. <laughs> Farewell, I, blocks. All I play is Tetris. <laughs> and nothing new. Intervention. No, no, <laughs> that's Final Fantasy, not Tetris. You have your, you have your, you have your group of games. I'll give you that. I'm, I am I'm not. Just saying, I'm I am not going to be guilted. Oh, any further? But I'll try. <laughs> I'll try, sir, because I do what I like in my free time. Damn right about that, though. That's a fact. Yes. All right. What is your final track? Let me think here. What shall be the finale? Mm-hmm. Well, I just referenced the series, so I should go with the track too. So this track is from the game Final Fantasy XIV. Yes. Submitted by listener Wicked Sephiroth. It is the Shadowbringer. No, oh, let me rephrase that. <laughs> it is the battle theme that was released with the Shadowbringers expansion to oh, Final yeah. Fantasy XIV. I, I listened to this one. This was really good. It's a it's a banger, yeah. man. And it's composed by Masayoshi Soken.
back. You're listening to the battle theme for the Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers expansion. Submitted by listener Wicked Sephiroth. Composed by Masayoshi Soken. So it's funny to listen to this track and then realize that it's the battle theme for an MMO. Because my I mean, it's been a while since I've been into one. I played World of Warcraft. Mm. I played Guild Wars 2. Yeah. But for as fun as they would be in the contest of the game, they were never really fast-paced or energetic. Like probably because they have to keep multiple games synced up with mm-hmm. the enemies on the screen well, and that's, stuff. That's probably why they 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 made the. I mean, this music probably goes a long way towards making it feel a lot more energetic. Like the music is isn't going to be in line with the gameplay, but probably with and more of how they wanted to make you feel playing the game. And right? I could, I could yeah. go with that for sure because I think if I were playing this MMO. I would still feel really good hearing this when it came up oh, in yeah, game. Like, yeah. oh, let me beat these, let me beat these Ferengi. Well, I don't even know what a Ferengi For, is. I've heard someone mention it recently, <laughs> so I said it. But like, that's a that's a Star Trek um, alien. Let's beat these Ferengi. <laughs> they're they're mostly peaceful. All they all they want to do is trade. Let's and, trade with these Ferengi. In a world that's not dominated by money, all they want is money. Let's beat these Ferengi. I love them. <laughs> I'm just not going to settle on what I want to do with these Ferengi. That's, the, that's what I'm accepting. But this track seems like it would be a pretty cool thing to hear within the game's content. It just amazes me in the sense of thinking, like, this track is definitely faster than the content. I'm yeah. positive. It's got to be. But it's good, though. I like how grungy it is. Like, when it's, as, soon as, as soon as it started, as soon as it started, I was like, this is some grungy stuff, man. Yes, like it, it, yes, man. The moment I heard it, I was like, well, this is immediately being picked for the episode. Like, I can't even yeah. not choose. It, yeah, it, it yeah. Just, this speaks to me. Actually, yeah, Wicked Sephiroth chose like five or six of them from the game and sent, sent them our way. And That's I, how I, you do it. Yeah, I was really enjoying all of this. So, so thank you for, for doing some of that, that, that leg work and going through the tracks. Um, I, my, yeah. vote, my vote for these live episodes is always bombard us with tracks. I mean, just throw them at us yeah. because at the end of the day, we might not pick a bunch, maybe but we might today. pick to yet. Yeah, maybe, maybe not tomorrow. But baby. Oh, man. They can pick. And even still, <laughs> I just want to hear what you guys like. So even if it doesn't go on the show, I'm out there jamming to it in the office yeah. at home. So. My, my, uh, my nephew is getting married, so um, they're having a um, uh, Wait, this battle track like for a wedding. Yeah, like they're having like a, a wedding shower or whatever. Yeah, or an engagement party. I'm playing this at the engagement party. They should have never asked me to DJ. <laughs> it's over now. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not DJing. I'm just. I'm just not now you got to play this track at their wedding. <laughs> they go on the dance floor the first dance. They know what the heck's going on. Just go with it. Get ready for battle. So RJ does play a lot of games. I mean, he's really. Oh, it's RJ. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's RJ. Yeah. Oh. Definitely play this on the first dance. He'll love it. His wife will kill you. Yes. But then she'll yeah. get over it later after you all have a hearty laugh and booze. Rob, you got you gotta stop playing, you know, two hours of Yuzo Koshiro. <laughs> oh. You no. mean so you mean what you're telling me I need to play three hours of Yuzo no. Koshiro. You got it. The song from Etrian Odyssey is so romantic. It's, gotta it's play all it. about you. The song is called Ecstasy. It can't possibly be bad, <laughs> can it? It's called The Poets, and it's part two. <laughs> that means the first was really good. <laughs> the first one's even better, trust me. <laughs> All right, I'm turning this track down, and we're going to get into the part of the show that Pernell and I like to call the bonus round. Bonus round. Bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes based on our theme, and our theme is you, the listeners. Except for this time, I picked the track. I actually kind of wish we had a track that was specifically like, 
This track is inspired. We've I've been inspired to pick this track because it reminds me of the listeners. The listeners. This one. This one makes me think about all the people who listen to me and how weird that is. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I, it's kind of strange. It's right? been years, and I still, to this day, get that feeling of like, what do people enjoy? But I'm also happy that they do, do like, so I'm all, but let's keep doing it. Do you, do you like drive home and you're like, this is a thing? Is this a product? <laughs> yes, but yeah. it's, I, I appreciate it wholeheartedly. <laughs> like, you got to understand, like, life is weird. Yeah. Like, you go out every day and you're doing stuff. You're trying to do so. You're trying to meet people. You're trying to make things happen. And then you go home and you just kind of put your feelings like, man, well, that was a long day. Yeah, whatever. Go at it again tomorrow. And then uh, someday during the week, you record this cool show. And we're just hanging out, mm-hmm. doing normal stuff. And through this show, we've made so many nice friends. Conversations that happen well off the show. Yes. Just talking to people that we met through this show. It's, I can't even describe how good it feels to have that. Like, it's amazing. And all the time I'm sitting there like, I'm the same guy who is like having struggle dates at board game cafes, but I can also come here and just have this cool dialogue with all of our friends yeah. on the chat and with my buddy Rob. Yeah, it should, it's, it's, a, it's a feeling of like, hey, you know, it's kind of normal, right? Yeah, yeah, it's normal. Whatever it is, keep doing it. I'm not, I'm not weird. It's the children. It's the children who are wrong. <laughs> the children who are wrong. It's, it's more, <laughs> more Simpsons references. Forever and ever. All right. So this track just came out yesterday. Um, it was released on the Game Chops label by the artist Micah M Y K A H H H. I haven't played a track from this artist since way, way back. We had uh, Matt was on the show. And it was a remix of um, Super Mario Kart 64. Ooh, that's and my it, game. And it was hilarious. It's because it's like all of like the weird laughing and screaming going, what? Wow. <laughs> 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 yeah, but this one's not that one. This is from Super Mario Odyssey, and it is the Steam Gardens Micah remix. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is produced by Micah.
All right, that was the Steam Gardens Mica remix from Super Mario Super Mario Odyssey. That was um, yeah, that was produced by Mica M Y K A H, and I chose that because obviously it's a cool, chill drum and bass tune. I love that fast tempo. I really like the bass he got on that thing. It's a super deep sub bass that just sort of like rolls with the beats. And um, it's I don't know. I like that. I like that style where it's not like a plucky bass or like a really grindy bass. So you can hear like the plucks. It's just like a smooth, one long, smooth rolling bass. I liked it, but I got to admit, you kind of set me up during that earlier talk up. I wanted to hear some, I was hoping oh, some, some wackiness. random yeah. Mario Odyssey sound effects. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that track is, the other track is, is pretty bonkers. But this was like, it's, a, it's still like really, like really well produced. Like it's really clean. Um, all right, so Pranel, what you got for the bonus round? So it's kind of funny. You picked a track from him earlier in the episode, but I ended up picking a bonus round track from him as well. We got to make up for lost time. Yeah, that's right. So my bonus round track was submitted by listener Mike Myers, mm-hmm. and it is a remix from an old game that I really need to go back and beat, but I love the game for its premise and just in general because it reminds me of Twin Peaks. The game is called Deadly Premonition. The track title is Life is Beautiful, and the composer of this remix is goes by the name PPF.
coffee. Coffee time. This is no. This is coffee music. Yes, it coffee is. shot music. So you just listened to "Life Is Beautiful" from the game Deadly Premonition, mm-hmm. remix of it, mind you, not the original track. Submitted by listener Mike Myers and composed by PPF. So this track hit me very well. It's a very relaxing tune, which kind of fits well for the state of the game, because even though there's a lot of crazy crap that happens throughout the game, the main setting of the game itself is a quaint, like, northwestern town where outside of the weird crap, this tune would be perfectly fitting for it. Coffee shops, visiting people's homes, trees, Hmm. open road, the works, baby. It's all there, and as long as you're able to handle... What feels like probably a few cheap production st- shortcuts, you got a good game on your hands. And this remix is a perfect encapsulation is there, of that. Is there, is, there, is there whistling in the original? I don't recall. It's been uh, that long. It's, it's so catchy. It's so catchy. Well, honestly, like, you mm. need to go back to their game. What was it on? What, what system was it? I this? have it on 360. On 360. But I want to say it's been a while, but I'm pretty sure it got it redone for the PS4. Sometime in the last few years too. Oh, you know, I think I have seen it listed. It might have been under the on the like the streaming service they have PS Now. Uh, but for more information on the bonus round part of our show, you can go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to the artists' bandcamps and SoundClouds and uh, the Spotify's everywhere where you can uh, download and buy the music and support the artists. All right, well, thank you for joining us for episode 19-4 of Rhythm and Pixels. This is our Patreon episode for July, Patreon live-streamed episode for July, and we're going out on a track from Metroid Prime. This is the Space Pirates Battle, chosen by Nick Walker. Or that Nick Walker. That the, Nick Walker. The very same. The Nick Walker. The. <laughs> so this track, honestly, is always a good one, too, for me from this game. Like, I... Metroid Prime was a game I almost didn't even want to play hmm. because this is the time where I still was kind of like, I'm not too big on FPS. So for this to be one of my favorite franchises and go in that direction, I, like, I don't know. But it sung to me. I loved it. And this track was a really nice favor for me. Whenever it came up, you knew things were about to go down because combat was usually about to happen with hmm. jerk bag space pirates who could jump around. I like that. Dashing around the map and jump. You're like, aim! I like that percussion. It's kind of like... Another game I didn't finish, though. I admit, this, in the case of not finishing this game, mm-hmm. I didn't finish it because of that stupid elevator problem. And I'm not ashamed to admit it either. So I was addicted until I experienced that glitch. And I was like, screw this, I'm done. <laughs> Are they still making more Metroid games? There's the constantly rumored Metroid Prime 4, which is supposedly still in development, mm. but they aren't saying anything about it. Aside from that, I've heard nothing Metroid-like, so we're basically relying on all these other studios who are making like the Metroidvania-type games. Mm. Which, by the way, I think it's funny. Not too long ago, Kotaku wrote an article where the guy says, we need to stop calling it Metroidvania. And don't get me wrong. I get what you're probably thinking. It's a pretty dumb name. Why do we I, call it that? I, I, well, at least Max does. Max definitely says that. He's like, it's a dumb name. Yeah, I saw, I saw, yeah, yeah. With Max's argument, I was like, you know what? You're right. We should probably think of a better... Like, because, like, if someone's not really playing, if someone's new to gaming, they'll be like, why do you call it this? I don't have this history. I don't have this vocabulary. But here's the thing, though. 
My response to that is typically, I'm not going to deny the potential for changing it. I'm fine with changing mm-hmm. it because reasons like you said would be one such thing. Two, I feel like Metroidvania is a pretty long thing to say to describe a game. However, the reason why we still call it that is because one, for what it is, it's a pretty accurate descriptive. Mm-hmm. And two, no one's got anything better. Well, so there's so there's so I could either say this, say this. I could say, well, we don't call them Doom clones anymore. We call them first-person shooters or FPSs. But on the other hand, we still call them roguelikes or you know rogue type games. Even or, though or no one knows what rogue, most people don't even know what rogue most is anymore. Most people don't know what rogue is anymore. And if you don't, you can go to the Internet Archive and just play it in your browser and um, bask in the text-based glory that is rogue. Yeah. Which it, is fun, honestly. I mean, when you really lay on the table, it's like, okay, I don't want to call it Metroidvania, so what would you call it? Well, it's an adventure game, but it's also an action game. And there's upgrades in the form of equipment mm-hmm. and stats but not always the same capacity on both, and uh, like you, you start like, going uh, down this whole hole. Yeah, it's it's a it's gonna be a platformer, side-scrolling, two-dimensional with ex- a lot of exploration and upgrades. Yeah, it's like that's a lot of nonsense. That's a lot. Yeah. So I mean, think of an acronym for that, and you're good. You're golden. If you can, if you can if you can coin that term, you are a millionaire. They can even just call it an NV game for short. And but then that then you're going like, what's NV stand for? Metroidvania. Oh crap, we're back I, there I've again. I've heard you call it Igu Iguvania. Igavania. Igavania. But that stems as a more strict term that the actual creator of Symphony of the Night had, saying like you know Iger created Symphony of the Night. And the refer to Igavania is like a strict duplicate of that style of game. Like right. no variations of his, his format. Yeah, his format. Yeah. Mm, okay. Anyway, I just wanted to dig into that a little bit. Uh, but anyway, thanks to everyone for listening to the show. <laughs> Metroid Droid. Zeltroid Vania. <laughs> yeah, we're melding ideas together in this chat room here. Zeltroid Vania. Metroid Great idea. Zeltroid baby. I love it. A Metroid Prime dash again. Um, anyway, thanks everyone for listening to the show. Thanks for everyone in the chat hanging out with us all night long um, during this live stream. It's not that it's very late. It's just I, I, I go to bed early. Um, if you would like to get in contact with us, if you have any track suggestions or topic suggestions for the show, or if you just want to say hi, we, we love to hear from you. We always write back. We always read everything you write to us. Unless you're that spam email from God knows where, and I just keep deleting it. But if you want to send us a real email, you can send it to rhythmpixels at hotmail.com. And if you would like to, <laughs> .com. And uh, um, if you'd like more information about our show, um, access to all the episodes, access to track listings to all the episodes, go to the website rhythmandpixels.com. Um, and if you go to youtube.com slash rhythmandpixels, the live stream is back up. It's a little bit more streamlined. It looks cooler, I think. Yeah, it looks about the same. Um, but I've been doing little updates to it here and there. But you go to youtube.com slash rhythmandpixels. You can go to facebook.com slash rhythmandpixelschat. Um, you can talk to us there. And there's a bunch of uh, listeners there. We, we have a game of the month every month that we play together. Most of us play together. Some of us play and together. We talk about. <laughs> uh, but it's great. You can also go to facebook.com slash VGM podcast fans. I'm assuming that's what it is. Uh, but yeah, there's a little group that uh, super, uh, VGM podcast super fan Alex Messenger has put together. And there's always a lot of great conversation going on there. Um, Twitter, Instagram, it's Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. And if you'd like to support the show, 
um, just share it. You know, just click the share button. You don't have to say anything. You can Tell just, your friends. Yeah, just and, and it could be a random group. I don't care what group it is. It's like a group of people who are skydiving enthusiasts. And you just share an episode to it. They have an episode about sky stages. It might make for a good OST for exactly. your next joke. It's the reason we have so many varied topics, just so that we can fit in everywhere. So I'm trying to come up with the next my, the soundtrack for my next bar mitzvah. What do we got? Well, they did a bar mitzvah episode on rhythm yeah. and pixels. I think you should just take that. It's, and it's just a whole slap episode of coming to age. Yeah, you know, becoming men. I'm I'm looking at you know <laughs> that's the episode name, the one where we become men. <laughs> men, men. Um, so yeah, if they, if you'd like to support us in other ways and get access to all of these goofy live streams, go to patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels and at the end of every episode we also like to thank every one of you so i want to thank that nick walker mike myers steve miller the autistic gamer 89 cameron worma christopher senstrom damian beckles bobby arson from one up funk check out one up at one up funk on instagram uh wicked sephiroth okay impala impala carlito from the heroes 3 podcast Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast, which he hasn't had a new episode in a while, but I'm going to keep repping keep it. Plugging it because I'm going to keep repping it anyway. Those are still out there. They're still out there, and they're still really good. He's, Better he's, believe it. He's an amazing podcaster. Uh, Brian Pitt, Morton Gangso, Chris Murray. So, I love, by the way, how a lot of people have coined that. Of Murray? Like people talk like, Chris Murray! I'm going to meet your whole family. I'm going to call them all Murray. <laughs> the Murray. He should have never taken his name. Uh, <laughs> the the Last Recon, Jupiter Jazz, Solus Sanctuary, Joe Vasallo, Chris Steenerson, Alex The Messenger, Messenger, and David Smith. Thank you all so I, much. I kind of missed the days when you got his name wrong. It just had a certain je ne sais quoi. It took me like two months to get it right. But when you did, baby, it yeah, stuck. It stuck. Anyway, thank you all so much for your continued support of the show. It means a whole, whole heck of a lot to us. Mike made it at the very end. Um, oh, Mike. Hey, how you doing? Welcome aboard, sir. Well, thanks for all listening to the Rhythm and Pixels. <laughs> My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Purdue. Thank you, and have a good night. Have a safe week. And remember. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Well, the random thing I want to say is Metroidvania is a very accurate way to describe that genre. It's just a weird, long word. Yeah. But also, socializing is really difficult. Really difficult. But <laughs> it's worth pushing for as hard as you can, despite all the rumors that want to pop up in front of you, simply because when you make that one solid connection, whether it be just someone you want to play ping pong with or eat scones once a week, or talk about your favorite TV show, it's still a solid connection. It's worth having that content. I mean, and the only way you're going to make those contests is by putting yourself out there constantly and consistently. But, oh, God, it can be a pain in the butt. I'm acknowledging it. But we got to keep at it. And, hey, you want to talk trials and tribulations, your boys over at RMP are all about that <laughs> chat. Your boys at RMP? <laughs> oh, stop it. Sorry. What's popping, Rob? <laughs> I'll be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. I'm be, I'll be so glad when this illness is gone, gone, no, gone, no. gone. But have a good night, guys, and thank you for hanging out.